So I'm at my, I'm in my bedroom right now, also known as my wife's office. <laughs> I was going to say it looks more like an office than a bedroom. <laughs> yeah. So this is like, she literally gets up out of bed and contacts the people in the state that she needs to, needs to uh, contact and get it all done. Yeah. So she's like a straight out of bed and right to business kind of person. She's literally, it's, it's business time. It's, 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 business it's time. always business time. <laughs> it's always business time. I'm like, it's just get it done. Let's get it done. <laughs> um, well, I am talking to you from my, this is, this is my, my therapy chair that I use for my clients. Who need a moment. <laughs> it's like, just sit down. Just sit down. <laughs> Do you, you need, need to talk, talk it out right it. now? Just... <laughs> We're going to hash it out right now in this chair. It's a specific chair. It's a, it's the peace chair. It's a safety chair with the branches, the trust tree. You know, it's. <laughs> it's uh, this is my this is my spare bedroom. Um, and the reason we're in my spare bedroom is because if we are in anywhere else in the house, um, you will not be able to hear me. You will only hear my parrots. <laughs> so this is a how, how many how many how many animals I have uh, I have four animals in total five if you include my roommate <laughs> just kidding she's very really awesome <laughs> she's like yeah I'm an animal she's, she's also she's also a former zookeeper so she would appreciate that joke that's nice um, that's but nice. uh, yeah, it's not very often you meet another former zookeeper. It's very rare. As a matter of fact, I can't say that very many people I know have ever met a zookeeper other than me. Is there so, like a zookeeper app that you guys can all meet on? It's kind of like, it's like zookeeper dot like match. It's like did, you can meet, you can meet former zookeepers <laughs> on zookeepermatch.com. Yeah, and on and it would be like herp keeper like no herp keeper do you know what a herp keeper is i don't know okay so <laughs> sounds like someone who has herpes i don't know <laughs> <laughs> pretty much <laughs> just kidding that's not a real thing or it can be <laughs> <laughs> but, but uh like <laughs> like don't worry about it. i'm not, I'm not like, a herp keeper <laughs> like herpetology <laughs> but i mean like herpetology oh, herpetology cool. is the study of reptiles right and so it's really interesting because in the zookeeping community um everyone's like oh you know i don't really i don't really like to hang out with those people who like work with the herps you know or like those people who <laughs> like bird people are fucking weird and so there's this whole like <laughs> it's like if there was a zookeeping dating app it would be really interesting because be it would be like hey sorry no big cat keepers you know <laughs> like, oh sorry are you into hoofstock that's weird <laughs> it's it's so awesome that like every single um Every single niche, every single like uh, profession has its own isms, has its own language, and and also has its own click like clicks. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I, I remember one person um, I talked to for this, like asking about like what what things would you want to hear for this podcast? And I interviewed a whole bunch of people, and uh, and they said, well, you know. Your like in your business, you guys do all that weightlifting, mm. and I'm like, oh, well, I guess like okay, all right. What are you doing then? You're know, like, how are you challenging things if you're not 
if you're not resisting something with a load. Because, mm -hmm. like, I, I, I can't tell the last time that I even thought about what I do as lifting a weight. I always thought about challenging positions. And, and, and now a majority of people that I talk to, um, as far as, you know, the people, that, actually, the people that we talk to, a majority of it is about configurationalism and challenging positions appropriately with the right, you know, vector, the right load, the right tool, the right challenge. And then is, is, is that something that the, that the individual liked or disliked? You know, it's like, it has nothing to do with lift, lifting weights at all. Like you're one of those weightlifters. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, I'm a weightlifter. All right. You know, like whatever you want me to be for this conversation, I will be that. And I'm like, okay, well, how can I help you? Like, how if you can think about, yeah, if you think about what, what, I mean, I don't know, I, I'm thinking of all these different modalities and I feel like everybody's working against resistance. Um, it's just what, what is that resistance and what is the goal and who are you working with? I mean, it's, it's very, it can vary quite a bit, but ultimately aren't we all kind of doing the same thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was somebody that, that, you know, um, there was uh, one of my clients was like, well, you, you'd really enjoy talking to this person. Um, they're into, they're into exercise, they're into training. And, um, you know, like I met with the person and it was, it was cool. They were talking about, uh, different, different exercises that they were, they were saying like, well, this is a, this is a very, um, what's the, what's the word that's used? Like when people try to steal other people's stuff, right? Like, oh. the, like this proprietary way of doing stuff. And I'm just kind of like, well, and, and it was about it was about using an implement. It was like using a steel mace or something like that. I'm just like, mm, that's well, very specific. Uh, yeah, but I'm just like, so there's something magical about this apparatus. And so that like the person believed that because you were to do these forms and this flow with this apparatus, that magic stuff is going to happen and then people are going to feel better and i don't know like maybe live forever i, I don't know like it was it was really strange you know i'm just like mm -hmm. we're, we're just completely talking about different things like i'm talking about forces and um i'm talking about uh people's psyches i'm talking about um i'm having conversations about physiology and 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 observation and what does that have to do with uh, like a burpee or uh, or a steel mace flow or anything? I mean, it has nothing to do with any proprietary thing because it's all open source. It's all open source. Like everyone can use this stuff and everyone can find things to empower each other with what they observe and hopefully add to the conversation rather than an exclusive VIP sign up here clickbait thing it's like hey you know what you can do some really cool stuff if you just moved your arm and then told me what you thought <laughs>
Well, it's not necessarily that working with um, a particular apparatus wouldn't create magical results for somebody. It's just like, who are you looking at? And yeah. what and what are what do you want to accomplish with that particular person? And how's that person feeling that day? And what like it's it's like, how are you using that apparatus? Like, are you using are you doing the same thing for every person? Like, is this one flow magical or is it something about the weight distribution of this apparatus or something about the the way that you're utilizing it versus the way other people utilize it? Like, what is it about this thing that makes it so great? It, it was and like, is it really the thing? Is it is it more like it. the practitioner? <laughs> and that was, it it's a strange person? to me. It's yeah. that's what's just so strange to me because it's like the idea that like there was this big thing for a while that like in order for you to have it was like a study that was done on longevity, and they said that the people that were able to do this one type of squat, like you were to squat down like on the floor and then like stand up without without using your arms or something like that. I'm just like. So you're telling me basically the people that don't have any legs are already dead. <laughs> Wait, like, I need to, I think I need clarification on what the squat is. Yeah. So it's like so, basically you sat on the floor and you could stand up without using your arms. Oh, and this was the longevity thing, right? Is yeah, that what you're like, talking yeah, about? Yeah, it was like correlated to longevity. I'm just like, I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. I mean, if you think about, I always try to understand where somebody's coming from when they come up with stuff like this. So when mm. I see stuff like this, I'm like, where could this have like originated? And like, <laughs> what could be original? And I'm not trying to bash it at all. Legitimately, yeah, I'm always yeah. like, what is someone thinking when they say this? <laughs> and I'm just bashing stuff. It's <laughs> 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 so like completely I'm like, but, don't worry, everyone. just show me what you got and I'll just bash it for you. I'm like, just, no, it's like completely like, the opposite of what, of what I could be. Right. It's like, tell me. <laughs> oh, okay, look at the person got up off the ground and didn't use their arms because they actually worked at getting up off the ground better. That's right. awesome, right? Yes. That's awesome. If you don't mm -hmm. have legs, you may want to do something different. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it seems like you're thinking, you're thinking very critically about this. Like, I think that you're overthinking what this, whoever Me came overthink? up with this. <laughs> Everyone who knows Keith right now is like, obviously, Mel, what the fuck? <laughs> it's like, how did, how did we get down that path again? Oh, yeah, yeah, I was the one that led the breadcrumbs. There they go. <laughs> but I feel like, I feel like there's a, uh, like for that particular statement, it was just like, oh, you know, if, if you are, if you are able to do this one thing, it probably means that you're, you know, you're more coordinated or your balance is a little bit better or you're like, it's like, what are the, what are the qualities that you need to have in order to be able to accomplish this feat? And then this person was correlating those particular attributes to like somebody who might live longer or might have might have a better quality of life is probably more like it rather than longevity itself. I don't know. No, I think that's I that's think. that's a great way to put it, you know, and, and what is interesting to me is this and, and what, I, what I really wanted to get into today, because there's like we're definitely going to talk about um, one of one of uh, one of your clients, um, the case that we were, we were thinking about talking about with um, and, and how that relates to um, what they're observing and what we're observing and how those mm -hmm. two things come together and like how we how we corroborate those data points to know if we're on the right track because 
when there are these sweeping brushstrokes of generalities, um, there are these windows of opportunity towards seeing information like that, some sort of um, rationalism data, and then we can plug that into what we're seeing, what we're hearing, and how we're making decisions off of maybe what we've been feeling, right? So like with tactile senses, so that um, we can come up with um, and understand, like we said, where someone else is coming from for the literature, uh, along with seeing where someone else is coming from with their subjective sense of well-being. Yeah, um, I, I'm really excited to talk about Jake, particularly because we both shared him as a client, like at different times. Mm -hmm. um, you trained him how long ago? Oh, man, he was in high school. Yeah. He was in high yeah. school and he came back in um, while he was in college because of um, you know, certain things that was that were going on. And, and that actually he was he was coming in in a, in a point in my practice where I was transitioning more into um, understanding subjective reports of, of well-being along yeah. with um, traumatic brain injury and, and incidents of cervical acceleration injuries. So that so was whiplash for the general public. Yeah. Uh, any type of, yeah. As an, as if an there's example. a whiplash. Yeah. If there's a whiplash, if there is like a lateral flexion trauma of the neck, if, uh, anterior to posterior whiplash, um, anything where the neck is accelerated super fast and you have very little control over it. I mean, in, in, um, the structures that are within that cervical column, it, it's, it's really profound to to see the correlations and connections between what is exhibited and what is controlled and what is thought to be um, thought to be really going on. So there's there's more possibilities on the forefront than than just um, than just strength, right? There's there's control. There is the um, and the ideas of control being um, how 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 the quality of the joint and the material is um, if they're able to stop and start on command um, and under different conditions and in different configurations. And then also, was it okay when they did it? Were, were they okay when they did all this stuff? And that control, especially when it comes towards the brainstem and the brain, their upper and lower motor stuff going on. So there could be lesions, upper motor, upper motor lesions. It could be lower motor lesions. There could be, um, it could be the traumatic brain injuries. It could be remnants of, of whiplash. There could be vestibular problems. There could be eye problems. There could be TMJ problems. I mean, you're talking about all the cranial nerve roots or, all the, or the, the cranial nerves and the nerve roots that go along the cervical spine. There's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there. It's, it's so, so neat and also so terrifying <laughs> um, as somebody who's a new <laughs> practitioner, you know, like I'm, and I'm, I don't even, I don't even really do a whole lot of just table work and particularly mm. with somebody like Jake who has had like multiple brain traumas and who's had um, a lot of the stuff that he's had in his life. Um, his, his system tends to be a little bit more reactive and I have a really uh, I've been super ginger with um mm. With him, actually, as, as a matter of fact, um, I spend, I, I'm actually a lot more um, 
it's the word that I want to use here. I'm actually a lot more like laid back about what he wants to do than I am with any of my other clients. I'm like, you tell me what you're feeling. What are you, what's going on with you right now? That's cool. Well, he also, you know, one of the things about, about working with somebody like him is that he's, he's been trained. He's been training like this for a long time. Like I'm not, I'm not the first person he's trained with at all. He's very in tune with his body. You know, he worked with you when he was super young and worked with you for a long time. And then he was working with Brandon and now he's working with me and Brandon concurrently. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really, really neat to have, um, to be working with somebody who's, who's got this like really unique system. Like it just, it like his system just is like, like every time we, every time I work with him, I'm like, that's interesting and fun and new. Okay, cool. And it's awesome. Um, you observe that. And it's awesome. You observe <laughs> that. That's really for all the listeners. Um, I'm in Wisconsin <laughs> and Mel is in Austin. So it's like, it's like, we're, we're not next door. Okay. We're not next door. So she happened to have, um, a a client come in that, um, that now is, is, well, I think he was in his late twenties, late Uh twenties now. And I used to see him a decade ago. So even more than a decade ago, I think it was like 11, 11 years ago we started. So this is, it's, it's really interesting to hear um, how cases progress. And like, yes. I just met, I just met Jake for coffee this past weekend because he was back home. Did you get to see him? You got to see him, got to see him for <laughs> coffee. Cool. So we, we talked all about, uh, we actually talked about um, story work as well. The stuff that, that you and I went through uh-huh. and um, for a different scenario, because he had, he actually had a family emergency when he came back that happened. I was like, Whoa, some oh, heavy stuff. And, yeah. and, and as we're, we're talking about this stuff, um, it's interesting how coming back to to subjectivity, coming back to how people feel, because like you don't know what people have going on in their lives mm-hmm. in, in, until you ask. And then if they want to share and literally, OK, well, I was I was planning on doing this. So then how do I know what to do to challenge them rather than this plan workout that I had? And yeah, do I do I put plans together of what I think I may? want to try to challenge at a certain time yes i do and so because it's a yes and for coaching yes and it's yes and. and also for improv right yes and for improv yeah boom bingo <laughs> got it i love it i love it <laughs> i love the improv skills <laughs> which, which i have very little training <laughs> i feel like that's the majority of our job really is improvisation is being like, wait, what the fuck just happened? Okay. Pivot. Like you're just like, okay, we're going to go with whatever's happening right now. It is very important to have that skill as a practitioner, as a practitioner or as an exercise professional period when you're working with a body. And and the power of how the mind is in the central nervous system is processing these challenges it's like, what, what, what happened there? You know, even asking someone when they're done, like, Hey, what happened with that? You know, like, Hey, when you're done with this one, I'm just going to ask you, and we talked about this before, like what, what happened with that thing? And uh, is, is it okay? Especially for like a unilateral versus a bilateral type movement. And then all of a sudden when somebody, you know, has had, um, has had a whiplash, it was some of the craziest research that, um, that I was 
looking at over the past couple of months, and I just got a book that was referred to me by by Brandon, um, your Brandon, not my, okay. not my I Brandon. Was, I was going to ask. So yeah, yeah your you. Brandon. So um, <laughs> was Mechanical Neck Pain. There's a book called Mechanical Neck Pain, and it was written in, in 95, and it had all these different scenarios of what can happen at different levels of, of, the, of the C-spine, and then also... Uh, especially what happens with um, with the brainstem, like what can happen with the vestibular system and how the vestibular system is wired, and then how the muscles that can control all those points of of uh, deep connection into the cervical vertebrae can can deteriorate actually with within with not that long that you, of of a time frame is what you think. So when people complained of of uh, mechanical neck pain being one that like a previous trauma to an area the control would start to go away in these like 60 some odd subjects that they had studied and the deep the deep uh, cervical uh, extensors would just atrophy and turn to gristle and that's yeah. Is that, and that's specific to that's is that specific to a particular type of mechanical neck injury? It was specific to Am I missing that. Yeah, it was specific to the the whiplash. Just so just this grip, group, yeah. Just this movement. I, supposedly, like okay. that was what the the, the study had, had said. Mm -hmm. and, and and in general, um, I wonder if that's specific to like spinal trauma. So yeah. if there was a, a part of the spine that is not that had been injured and not being controlled well, then if the, if the muscle isn't receiving a challenge, right? If, if there is a part that's guarded, if it's, if it's not contracting well or contracting upon command or lacking the ability or the motricity to be able to um, produce energy for a period of time, then the, the, the tuning of it tends to change to like an atrophied situation. So it, mm -hmm. like it, if it's not used, then the machinery starts to change. Then you have fatty infiltration of the muscle and the fatty infiltration of the muscle screws with the, the contractile mechanism even more until it's rendered pretty much unusable. And that turns into more of a, a self-fusion or an ankylosing scenario. What was the term you just used? Ankyl ankylosing, which How means you, like can self. Can you spell that for me? I think it's A-N-K-L-O-S-I-N-G, ankylosing. Okay. I just needed that because I'd never heard that term before. Yeah. So it's like ankylosing it's a means. self-fusing. Yeah. So it's when it's like uh, what, what ends up happening at, at some of the joints when they're not controlled well, there was trauma or um, even age-related process age-related changes to um either like apophysial or zygopophysial or um like uh, plateaus where the discs are like you can you can see there um they start being infiltrated with these spurring like this these these mm -hmm. bony spurs that that try to almost connect to each other to stop the joint from even moving so it changes the geometry of the joint when it, it, I believe, when it cannot be controlled well or the cartilage itself is damaged, causing bleeding, which means that there, the, the situation is ripe for, for that stuff to fuse because it's going to heal over itself and, and connect the tissue together rather than having the cartilage sliding with next to no like, coefficient of friction. At least the way the way that I, I see it happening, and that may not be a hundred percent 
at like correct that's the way that like that's the way that 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 i'm seeing it in in like play out in a majority of the cases that that i read about and that i that that i that i like actually i work with right so it's like oh are these things being controlled well like what is the what is the damage report from from the radiologist was radiology report say about this specific joint and then i i know like exactly what type of material problems I'm even dealing with to then decide what type of challenges I, I, I want to uh, evoke across this joint. Because maybe I won't be doing a whole bunch of like high velocity stuff with something that's got a lot of damage to it. I think that's a really, I think that's a really important point um, that you just made that we don't always know what's happening inside of someone's body. A majority. <laughs> like we almost never know. <laughs> Completely. And <laughs> like the That's audience can't point. see me nodding with my mouth open right now. <laughs> like, hell fuck yes. It's so true. <laughs> it's like we just do these battle ropes. We just, just do these battle ropes and you'll be fine. <laughs> and I don't know, man. I like I, I don't know if this is not okay or if I'm too overthinking things, mm. but I think I have like a, like a, like an incredibly risk averse training style, mm -hmm. which is actually something, it's really funny that we're talking about that I am bringing this up right now. Cause this is actually something that, that Jake and I have talked about, <laughs> but, but I have a, I have a very, um, I am constantly thinking of the worst possible thing that can be happening to a person <laughs> as I'm working with them. <laughs> and I great for Halloween. my damnedest to not let that happen. Right. So, like, well, I'm mean, like, wait, but what if? <laughs> I think that's, that's important to have though, because like, you know, you know, when, when, when I first got into training and I first um, started working with people, I worked with primarily just youth athletes I, I, and, and people coming out of college they were trying to make the pros for the NFL. And then I started working with um, major league baseball vets, which are still in their thirties. It's like they're veterans, but they're 30 years old, like maximal 40, like max. Right. And then nervous system just can't, can't hang. And, and so it's like, okay, it, how much wear has this person put on their system when they've thrown a ball hundreds of thousands of times swung a bat hundreds of thousands of times violently with rotation. Like what, what do you think that does to the quality of a joint over time? The chances are, aren't high that it's wearing well. Like the chances just aren't high. It's like somebody who, who, who runs nonstop like marathons, like back yeah. to back to back. It's like, you may feel okay, which is awesome. And I, I'm, I'm risk averse, but I'm getting more risk seeking when people are able to handle stuff better i'm like let's throw some throw some gas on this fire let's like yeah. let's let's see what we can do because i also think there's this this piece where it's like okay we know there's damage in this joint we know that there could be damage in these other joints because we know that this person was a gymnast right and they did all this great and they were gymnasts for like a decade okay so they were a gymnast for a decade and they came in with some some back pain maybe a diagnosed spondy 
Like, I don't know. Like, who, who knows? Like, maybe some shoulder stuff. Maybe they had some falls where they fell on their neck. Like, who knows? Like, who knows what all happened to them in their past? So what is the purpose of this training? Like you said, who are they? What, what's their goal? What's the purpose of their training? And then from there, it's like, what are we really trying to do with the exercise? Are we trying to become aesthetically pleasing? Are we trying to um, improve function so you get out of bed and feel great? Um, are you trying to gain some muscle? Are you trying to improve your blood work numbers? Like, what are you, what, like, what are you really trying to do? And it's like, that's where the rubber meets the road because it's like, I'm like, okay, let's, let's formulate everything completely along the lines of how we can get them there along with things that they like to do. Cause like, like if you keep giving people the stuff that they hate doing, <laughs> even though it's like, I know mm-hmm. this is good for you. Mm-hmm. Like, th- it's the same as the, um, you ever hear that rat study where the, like the rats in the, in the wheel and um, there's a couple like rat studies where they put, they put a, a rat in a wheel and okay. and because rats love to run right so the rats in the, in the wheel and he's like yeah and he's running the equivalent of like a marathon right he's just like taking off and running but what they did in the study was they put like another rat in a wheel that was locked attached to that rat that was like had free will to run but okay. this other rat was stuck in the wheel and had to run so he had to run Wait, so the wheel was being, was the wheel being, um, like, uh, like, was it, it was just stuck at what it move or was it being controlled by the other rat who was moving? That's a fantastic question. I do not know. All I know is one had the freedom to run while the other one was forced to run. Okay. So that sounds like it was controlled by the other guy, maybe. It might've been, it might've been like, a one's locked in one while the other one gets to go in it and the other guy's going and this guy's stuck in this cage and he's like holy crap when does this stop that sounds like this poor rat just had to run for it sounds like he just was attached to a wheel that moved and it didn't have anything to do with the other rat that's awful but also okay let's talk about why (laughs) yeah so so the the rat that goes into the cage to to run and has free will his numbers get better Mm -hmm. the rat that's locked in the cage all of his health numbers get worse so yeah, they're doing the overdose. exact same thing. They're, well, they're doing the same thing. But it's a different rat. It is a different rat. But what they were attributing it to was mm-hmm. glucocorticoid changes, stress changes. So if somebody comes in and they feel like they, they have to come in or they're doing mm-hmm. stuff that they dislike, is it even going to be healthy for them? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I really, I really, I don't know. Because sometimes when when I'm not on a professional level with somebody and the expectations are all off and they're not showing up. So this is very similar to like, for example, when you like get arrested and they're like, you need to go to rehab and you're (laughs) like, Oh, I guess I have to go to rehab now. And then you like go and you rehab and it sucks and then you like go back to doing the thing you were doing before as soon as you get out versus if you were to like take yourself where you're like you know what i need to make a change in my life and you were to go and do it yourself so it's like like a commitment exactly the same thing yeah it's 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 the mindset it's it's completely do i actually have a choice do i have a choice in this thing and i think giving choice um giving power for choice along with expectations where that where that coincides becomes 
very powerful way to connect with people, especially when you're when your direction is client centered. Mm-hmm. Which is awesome when you talked about Jake because it's like, hey, what do you what are you thinking today? Like, I see this stuff happening. Thinking this, you thinking this, you thinking this. Ah, and Jake is so much fun because he's straight like he will. I don't know if he was doing this back when he was with you. I know he was a lot younger when he was with you, but he'll come in to see Brandon or to see me, and he'll be like, "So I was playing with like." my job protraction and retraction while I was dealing with this other thing. And I was noticing this and I was just wondering if maybe that's something we could play with. So he, he's always like thinking about like when he's doing, he does his exercise, like does his stuff at home. Mm. He does his, his, he does the work every day and he plays with it. And he's like, well, how can I progress this? Or how can I, how can I see if there's something else that's underlying? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just think that's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, like let's, absolutely like place validity on the things that you're noticing and let's like figure out what's happening based off of the things that you're seeing. So it's, it's funny because when somebody, when somebody I I'm working with has that level of dedication to their own body and has that kind of like, um, that kind of Mm self-awareness, um, and also like that he has that sort of like risk seeking tendency, right? Like he's like, well, how am I going to make the most gains? Mm. Whereas I, when I first started working with him, I was like, I don't want to fuck you up, man. <laughs> and <laughs> I think I this may have even said those, I think I even <laughs> said those words to him <laughs> at some point. And uh, <laughs> I'm so professional. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and then, and then as we kept on working together, he was like, let's try this and see about that. And like, we would just like play around with stuff. And I'd be like, ah, oh, man, one of these days it's going to end badly. But, <laughs> how come he's upside down? <laughs> <laughs> Why is he walking in backwards? I don't understand. <laughs> I notice when I walk in backwards with my jaw to the right, you're like, dude, do like snap out of it. Hey, snap out of it, man. Too far, too far, brother. We shouldn't have done those Kegels. It is all about the Kegels. <laughs> I know, but, I like, you know his dad's a urologist, right? I didn't know that. So his his dad's favorite joke is always like the whole, you know, I think we're going to need a second opinion. And he holds up a second finger. And I'm just <laughs> like, oh, come on. Because he's the guy. And I'm. this is way too much information, right? <laughs> like, too much information. Okay right now? Is he okay with this? He told me this. We joke. got his permission he, he, to well, talk about him, but we never talked about. Well, well this this is this is per, this is permission because because he was the guy that did my vasectomy. Okay. <laughs> so okay. that gives me permission. All right. Word. Word. <laughs> much respect, by the way. It was like yes. <laughs> One of the worst moments of my entire life. So I, I'm like, I'm always going to remember that joke because it was like in burned into my brain. I'm just like, oh, God. I'm like, you had to tell the dad joke of the century just like right now. Didn't That's you? not a standard dad joke. <laughs> well, it is in my world. That is a standard. That is a, that is a, I can't say that's a standard anything joke. Maybe it's a standard urologist joke. Maybe that's not an original, but I feel like that's. That's like meeting a zookeeper. <laughs> so you, you have you have standard jokes like that, huh? <laughs> hey, you got you got, you got the hiv. <laughs> you got the hurt. Oh yeah, I forgot. The that's, hurt. That's, that's another one too. That's another one. 
it shows, but, it, shows, um, it shows how good I am at this stuff. You're really not good at this game. No, I'm not good at it at all. Improv. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's what improv is. Sometimes we don't make we don't make the best jokes, but it's okay. <laughs> we just move on. It's okay. Just, it's like just nod your head and move on. Just nod your head. Yes, and <laughs> yes, and just keep going. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> the thing that's so cool about this too is is the idea that like when when someone like Jake comes in, it makes you realize just how many opportunities there are and how many situations that there are that that coordination can change. Like how many mm. different ways that coordination can change, all the way down from context to what he has seen earlier what someone else has seen earlier what they've demonstrated what they've practiced the 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 type of connection that 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 you have with him so that when when he when he's finished with a session that he that he's empowered to go and do more stuff he's empowered to check stuff out rather than feeling uh scared or docile about like oh i'm gonna hurt myself going out of this place i'm just like I want people to know that they can take control of their health and take control of their, their, of their movement and that we're here for that. That's the whole point of this is to build resiliency. Mm -hmm. I think um, with Jake, particularly, it's that he has been doing this for so long. I mean, he's been he's been training with people who use this sort of like weird ass modality that we do. Mm -hmm. um, for so long that i mean it is a very invest invest i mean hopefully i use the right word here investigative investigative yeah. damn it <laughs> yes and <laughs> process it's just i'm like i've never heard that before but i love it it's the wrong word it. we're just <laughs> i don't know why i can't talk right now it's because it's like fucking 8 p.m over here yeah um but uh, it's, we're we're experimenting and we're investigating and we're always looking for something else to link to it, you know, like yeah. to link to whatever we're finding. We're like, but why or yeah. or how can we change this? Like, does it work if we add this and is it better if we do that? Um, and so I think that that's one of the cool things about the way that we do things is that it's all very like, well, let's find out. It's yeah. not necessarily like, oh, I don't know, you're going to hurt yourself if you do that. That's not the right way to do it. It's more like, yeah, let's do that weird thing that might not be related at all. Let's try it. And so when somebody's been working in that sort of capacity with a trainer for that long, like you kind of have to think like, oh, I wonder what would happen if I clench my fist while I do this thing with my foot. Mm. You know, well, it's it just comes together. It gets back to the ideas of um, if someone's working with another human, there are really basic ideas that help formulate challenges and it has nothing to do with exercise. It has everything to do with communication, has to do with physiology, has to do with forces and physics and mechanics and tools to say like, okay, let's, let's construct something. And it may look like this thing that had a crazy name, like a squat or a deadlift or, or bicep curl, but like, it really has nothing to do with the name. It has everything to do with what that person's exhibiting and what you're trying to evoke for a response and a challenge. Mm -hmm. And that, and when somebody sees that difference, or I won't say sees that, feels that difference, because mm -hmm. they were asked, okay, how did that, how that change, how that make you feel? And you're like, man, I feel, feel so much better. Like, I, I just, I feel that in my arm. I feel my arm working. And when somebody hasn't felt their arm working in years, 
or they haven't been able to 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 really push into the ground and walk well for years or decades it's like you can you can absolutely change someone's life and even if they have different types of medical conditions and they're on different types of meds or they have a hip replacement or or if they're fine it's like you'll know when you speak that language all those different languages you have this way of you're really connecting with somebody and then appropriately progressing someone with where they're at you're you're, you're speaking client you're like you're completely speaking client and, and you're just on the same wavelength with that person and that's and that's real professionalism so it doesn't matter that i use the f word a lot <laughs> <laughs> That's good to know. It's like, it's like during the session, it's like, fuck yeah. I'm the worst. I'm trying to be better, but I can't. Trucker like, Mel. Zookeeper Mel. That's just Zook it. That's what it is. Like the animals Zook don't care what Zook words Zookeeper I use. Zookeeper cuss that much. I think we do. I don't know. I think we do. I think, I think zookeepers tend to be pretty crass. We're pretty crass. We have no boundaries, really. So all those kids that are saying like, seeing like all those wonderful animals and like behind the glass when the zookeeper is doing something, you, you know that zookeeper is just swearing up a storm behind if, the glass. If there were anybody in front of the glass who could lip read, they would know. <laughs> it would know it what like, really oh. goes on behind the glass. Oh, <laughs> and then. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. So what's been what's been the what's been the coolest observation this week that you um that you had during a session? Um you know, I, I actually I actually think it'd be really I haven't seen Jake this week. I saw him last week. Um mm -hmm. but I do kind of want to talk about something that I think is really interesting about him that that I I decided last week that I wanted to talk with you about. All right. Um, so I'm going to go with that. Um, so, so it's really interesting with humans in general, because, um, there's this concept of dosing, right? So we have to like figure out what someone's threshold is and dose them properly. And of course, like we've done all of that kind of stuff with Jake and Brandon usually kind of like has Brandon had started all of that before I even started working with him. He started doing some phase two type stuff where he was like figuring out how many reps or what amount of time, you know, we want to put under stress and then how much recovery time and all of that um, for some of the particular things he was working on with him. But, um, but one of the things that's really interesting um, and, and actually really um, unique about him in my short, my short, time working with people um is that he needs a lot of stimulation like a lot um and so his his body like needs to be physically active every day and needs to be put under stress and and then and then like on top of that like he'll go and he'll work out with me and we'll do stuff that i consider to be very stressful and i'll watch him go low quality on stuff but he like kind of needs to get there hmm. um, in order for, in order for him to like come and he comes back stronger every time. Um, and then on top of that, like he'll work out with me and he'll do this. We'll do this stuff that, that in the beginning I wasn't, even, I was like, mm, I don't know. I don't know. You're losing quality. I don't like it. Um, hmm. But, uh, but then he would like, 
he would like recover really well and feel better like the next day. And, um, and it was almost like, it's, it's, I'm just interested in what you have to say about this because I, I have such limited experience that to me, this is just really unique and not something that, that I expected out of any of mm. my clients. Um, but now it's like to the point, like, he'll be like, oh yeah, I, you know, I worked out with you and then I went and I played volleyball mm. and, um, and, yeah. and then I like, you know, like things were rough for a little while, but now I'm feeling better. He's just like this very active person. He needs to move all this time. Mm. Um, but he's still seeing progress, even though he's like, we're taking it to a place or he's taking it to a place, um, where he ends up kind of like losing quality for a time. And I just want to know what your take is on that. And, and if there's any, if there's any sort of explanation that you could come up with or, or what, it's just really interesting. Cause he's had the concussion things yeah. like that, like multiple concussions. And so his, his, he literally, like, I, like he can walk in and I'm just going to give you an example, a random example, like lie down on his side and like do a leg raise and it'll be like crazy choppy. Like it'll just be really like difficult for him to get his leg up there in the first rep. And then the second rep, it's like totally different world. It's like, mm -hmm. boop, it's like not even the same person. And then like by the fifth rep, it's strong. And it's like, and, and, and we've been working with more like, uh, I guess advanced stuff. Like we've been working on change of direction, change in direction. And we've been working on, um, like when I test him, I, I, I don't just like test for a few seconds and that's it. Like we have to test for a while mm -hmm. because sometimes like, if I'm like, if I'm holding it for like 10 seconds, that 11th second is the one where he's going to lose it. So we're like more holding for like 10 to 15 seconds when we're doing a lot of the phase two type stuff to like build endurance and, mm -hmm. and work with change in direction stuff. Um, so, so anyway, that's, you know, my, I just, I just wanted to bring that up because I don't, I don't, I don't know what to make of it. I'm just going with the flow right now with that. Well, I think that's again, the who, like, what is somebody coming in with the whole idea of, um, and Greg Mack brought up the whole spal and zany law, like the like someone that recovers his ability is usually proportionate to their age as well. So mm -hmm. it's like, what is the age of somebody? Um, what is their energy production ability? Like as somebody, I, mean, I think of how many different pieces there are to how somebody's able to, to exhibit, um, to exhibit, not exhibit, what's the word that I'm, not just exhibiting function, but like produce force, how they're able to endure, how, how they interpret that, how they recover from that. I mean, you're talking about like their, their body's ability for how it um, conducts its electrolytes, its hydrational status, um, what type of amino acid pool it has, how does it, um, how does it, uh, the the mitochondrial density, like what type of uh, blood volume do you have, hematocrit, um, you're, you're talking about like a whole bunch of different cellular processes that have to, that, that all have their their own, uh, their own energy function, right? So it's like, are, like, what's his phosphocreatine like? What's his glycolytic function like? What's his, um, what's his beta oxidation like? So it's fat oxidation like, so you can play around with a whole bunch of different pieces because mm. overall, um, if 
you're doing something that's more the fossil creatine that that's only going to last for a couple seconds, right? And once you start bridging that gap into glycolytic function, which is also a catalyst towards beta oxidation and the, the longer duration stuff, which is going to last over a minute and a half to into like even up to five minutes, it's like, okay, am I, am I, what am I choosing for my mode of challenge? And where do I think this person will excel and then when can I bridge that gap to throw gas on the fire because if this person's responding better to doing higher output things what does that mean for higher output in what configuration um, if they've had brain trauma brain trauma is also or brain injury brain brain injuries are also associated with um, troubles in in direction like um, in space orientation in space sometimes it can have vestibular problems sometimes you can have changes in even how you digest food and metabolism from brain injury so it's like okay well what's what's all happening and is it is it really the brain injuries problem or is it a, a mm -hmm. connection between um just how that person's wired to begin with it's like how, how do we really know right yeah. so i think what it comes back down to is collecting better data like understanding um, how that person responds to specific configurations um, what specific modes of contraction are you are you looking for? What is anchored? What is free? Mm -hmm. um, and then what is that person paying attention to as they're doing that? And then like like you said before, how are we building out the challenge? Because are we building out the challenge um, with with a, a duration thing where he's doing an isometric? Um, are we loading the isometric? Are we assisting the isometric? Is it a plyometric? Is it a myometric? Is it a, is a rate of force development? Is it a co-contraction? Is it a um, an augmented? Um, was it like um, what was it, the word that I'm, contralateral aug augmentation? Um, is it a systematicity? Like these are there all these different um, CPG stuff. I'm like, what are we? How are we challenge challenging this thing? And then what happened? Because like if they're not recovering, it'd be nice to know okay how long did it take for them to recover mm -hmm. so yeah. it's like okay how oh, it, how do i know they recovered and, and, and the only thing that we do as practitioners is we perturbate the system we perturb mm -hmm. the system we're like can you hold this and you push on it and it's like okay that's that's what we have to try to see like how they do this thing and then we ask them well how to feel you know i feel it here like, okay is that is that is that normal for you Right. It was a, it was a non-normal for you. So then we have this other data that we get back on like, okay, what's the force? What's the output? Can we measure the output? Can we measure mm -hmm. the duration they did it? Um, what was the direction, the configuration? How long did it take them to recover? Where did they feel that in their body? And is that in the direction that they want it to go? Yeah. Jake's, um, Jake's body is so interesting because there's like no question about where it's going. It's like the first rep, I'm like, oh, that's a struggle. And then we'll like, and then he'll like do the second rep and I'll be like, oh, that's better. And then we'll just like, we'll go. And then it's just really like, I can see the moment that it's like changing. I can see mm -hmm. where it's changing from like, like from where his system's figuring it out to where it like peaks and to where it starts to kind of go back down. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, but it's really interesting because sometimes it'll look like the quality is going down, but then he'll, he'll still be able to hold something mm. for that 15 seconds, you know, like it'll just, it'll just, it'll look rough, but he'll still be able to do it. And I'm just like, where is the point where, where 
I'm saying like, this is okay. And where's the point where I'm like, oh, maybe this is too much. Like it's, it's just like, we're just constantly playing with stuff. That's and a great, so, yeah, that's definitely a gray line, but that's also the reason that we're, th we're thinking of that allostatic load, like what, what type of yeah. excursion can you make from homeostasis and, and, and be okay with what I know about this person and, and what I know about like the history of joints and normative mm -hmm. data. Like if I know, have this idea of norms and then, and then I have this sample size of one in front of me of this person, it's like, how am I going to use that normative data in order to then augment this experience for this individual? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's really where, where it all comes together. Cause like when you have somebody where you see, um, their system enjoys a certain way of being challenged. And then you see it get better and better and better. And they're like, I feel better and better and better. And you see like other norms get better, like their blood work and stuff like that. If you're using blood work to, to like see how their inflammation status is or how their triglycerides and, and cholesterol are, are going, right? And, and, or you know what type of meds they're on. So you know like, okay, they're under this type of chemical load. You know, it's like, okay, like I, I, I know that I get this much room with, or I, they had a, they had a, a coronary at one point in time. Okay. All right. So I know, I, I have this idea what their vascular system may or may not want to deal with. Mm -hmm. So I, okay. All right. So if I, if I put that subset together, am I risk averse? Or am I going to be some, like more risk seeking? What am I okay with? And what are they okay with? So when I put this challenge together, which is very unique for us because we don't do like, okay, now it's time for another arbitrary three sets of 12. And this is the best <laughs> yeah. because this is going to create this type of muscle hypertrophy. I'm like, okay, mm -hmm. great. You know, so, so that doesn't really work in, for scenarios where people can't really control their arm or leg well. Like what are you can do just like throw them into a machine and say like, here, just push in this direction. It doesn't always work like that. So in, in these scenarios where you're trying to build up any force production, where they feel anything at all that resembles parts of their body working, and then start to see that machinery start changing and tuning over time so that you can use the machine to push, and then you can use some bands, or you can use some free weights. It's like, it's so cool to see that progression because of the legwork on the front end. Yeah to make sure that the back end is built out because it's not just arbitrary sets and reps. They're like, I'm going to do this challenge because they respond like this, they recover like this. And now the homework is this because I want them to know that on a daily basis, because they react better on a daily ba basis, that they need to do these things because they feel better when they do it. Cause they told me, <laughs> it's like, it's not a guess. It's like, they told me that they, they were like, that's it. I'm like, that's what I'm waiting for is that's it. I'm like, what's, what's it? Like, what, what are you talking about? What's it? You're like, I feel like I really needed that. I'm like, whoa, okay, cool. We're on the right track. <laughs> like I didn't make that up. They're like, they said it, it's documented. All right. The document Oh, they needed this. So let's build that out because you want to do it. And now they're, they're, they're the rat that's running in the, 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 mm -hmm. the treadmill that wants to be there. And now they have all these chemicals saying like I can be here I can do this now it's way different different mindset different challenge different ability and all of a sudden boom you're you haven't seen chemical cascades that allows somebody to recover because the neurotransmitters are different and that's not all that's that that's important 
but like it's it can be a big deal for people it can be a really yeah. big deal well and it's it's why we well at least the way I do this kind of work it's the like just like for to have somebody at the end of a session be like wow like I needed that mm. or like I feel so much better like I'm like oh, okay <laughs> I have purpose. Look at me. <laughs> Some validation. I just want like to help. I just wanna... <laughs> um, it really is. Um, it's just such a, it's so neat to know that what we're doing isn't just arbitrary. And like, I, like, I think that was one of my biggest concerns when I first started personal training is that I was just like, but I don't want to like, just count reps for people. And I don't want to talk about their love handles. And I don't want to like talk about nutrition and how they have to cancel their last glass of wine a night. Like, I don't, I don't want to have those conversations with people and I don't want to deal with the negative self-talk. And that's what I thought this was going to be. And, you know, you, know, you, brought, you just, brought up something very important, really important. And I'm really glad that this went here is the idea that number one, I'm not a paid friend, right? I'm not, I'm not here to be somebody's buddy. Like when people talk about exercise, having like exercise is medicine, this kind of stuff. Like if they really believe, if people really believe that exercise is medicine, guess what physicians have to do to become physicians? Guess what physical therapists have to do to become physical therapists? They have these stringent guidelines and they have this, this uh, almost hazing to be where they, yeah. where they are at. There is yeah. peer reviewed processes so that they're in place. That is not happening at the exercise level. So if you want to be regarded as medicinal, like you like put the time in to be of that quality, because like the stuff that we're turning out needs to be of that quality to be held at that standard. Absolutely. And I'm going to be held accountable for my actions to that quality and to that standard so that the stuff that I do like you can see all of it it's all charted you know exactly what's happening i'm not going to use terms like waving the magic wand or pushing on this and and or just like bicep curl it's going to be like we did elbow flexion at this degree they had this type of reaction this is what's going on this is the homework this is how the homework was created they did they they, they felt this way and when they came in i get a subjective reporting of what's mm -hmm. going on so that we know exactly where we're at and where we're going because mm -hmm. like if we're going to be held held to a higher standard it's not just about exercise it's not just about lifting weights it's not just about pilates it's not just about yoga it's like it's about the positions the orientations the forces um the, the communication and also the modes of contraction relative to each other and the human in front of you the human in front of you like and, the and like, like that's the, so the, huge to really truly be able to like make something um make something for them like to mm -hmm. individualize to the point where this is for that one person that is something that i think most people don't expect in um they ne they've in, never experienced it i mean in the, even in even in like i'm i hope i'm not i don't sound like i'm bashing but i mean even in in like the healthcare system everything seems kind of so like so systematized and so um, impersonal, and there's, I, I there's like. There's a lot I have of systems so that many, can be. There's so a lot of systems that can that, be. Yeah. So many people that come to us because they've been failed by 
the healthcare system, right? That they come to us and they're like, they're like, nobody will listen to me mm. that this is happening with my body. And I know this is happening and no one can fix it, but no one will listen that this is happening. And then, yeah. and then, and then we have to, like, we don't know if we're going to be able to solve the problem or not, but we have to listen. But you, have a, you have a system in place to know whether you're capable of helping their specific scenario because you actually ask questions about it. And that's a part of the professionalism in the higher standard is like knowing whether or not you can take on a client because it's either in your wheelhouse or you've done the due diligence on the backside to have a team of people that you can trust to refer to and hopefully help this person. Because either way, you're, you're helping the person. You can help the person by not taking them on as a client. It's just like, I'm sorry, like, I don't yeah. know if there's anything I can do to help you with this scenario. Like, I really don't. You know, and, and I've been doing stuff like this for 25 years. So it's like, I, I'm not gonna put you through something just so I can have an extra client. You know, like I, that's not that's not what I'm here for. I'm I'm here to try to help solve problems fast of of how people move, mm. and it's like and then on the back end of that, try to help maintain their system long term, their muscular system, muscular joint system long term. Like I want to be the person that they can rely on for honest, fast service that is clear and transparent. Like that's that's it. So, and it's like, and, and there's nothing wrong with group exercise. It's just not what this is. It's like, we're just, we're not here for a workout of the day. We're not here to tell everyone that they, that like everyone needs to squat. We're not here to tell everyone that they need to do downward dog. It's like, hey, look, the stuff that we're doing is so that you can regain function in certain places where you may not even even realize that you can't control. It's just a different market. It's just a whole different, it's just a different, like, where 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 there's a different goal it's a different right? goal it's for people that don't like exercise to be honest it's for people that don't want to hang out normally in the group setting that don't normally even want to go to the gym but they like they 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 were told at one point that exercise was going to be healthy for them but every time they tried it they got beat up and quit because it just didn't work out didn't the way yeah it didn't work for them i'm yeah. like can it work for you can we wrap it around you rather than wrapping you around exercise? Oh, it's such a great way of putting it. I love that. Yeah. I wish I, I, wish I, made, I, wish I made that up. Oh, That's, who made that, that up? Do you know who made that up? I think up? that was a Tom Purvis ism. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm not, I know I, well, I didn't make it up, but I love <laughs> that, that idea. I love that idea of like personalizing your needs and fitting exercise around the individual, you know, yeah. and it's like, and watching them progress. I wish it were accessible for everybody. Like I wish that I wish that everyone could have a personalized training program for their life. You yeah. know, like I wish that we could we could just make that accessible to everybody because that really is what most people need. I mean, maybe I'm maybe I'm exaggerating by saying most people. It's what a lot of people need. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I I think it would be really helpful if those types of ideas were propagated through uh, physical education like yeah. the uh, the basic ideas of that could be in physical education instead of just sports right and, mm -hmm. and and i think that sports is a great has it has its advantages it keeps people active um although it doesn't really teach people about like how bones heal how muscles work how like 
how you can prepare your physiology for what's going to happen as you age, because we're all going to age someday and we're probably going to face some form of pain. So what the heck is pain? Most people have no idea what pain is. They have no idea what happens when they age. And they don't even know what happens to their, their own family history. That sounds like something that would be a really great, um, a really great thing to introduce into physical education to be like, Hey, like, <laughs> It's great to move and this is really fun to do, but also here's how it works. Mm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how you would necessarily package that for a child, but. Yeah. 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 Um, I think, I think what you, what you hit right on the head is the idea that, okay, do you feel better when you do this? Do you feel okay when you do this rather than, um, okay, let's win. Yeah. That's, it's really, um, Oh my gosh, we're gonna we're gonna go off on another tangent here. I can tell, um, but it's <laughs> this but will it's, be like two episodes. <laughs> I know, <laughs> but uh, but when when I work with people who have more of an athletic background, like people who have been mm. competitive athletes or professional athletes, or people who have had a lot of athletic background, or even people who've done. Um, some more on the competitive side group classes, and I'm not going to name names. Mm. Um, but uh, those people have a tendency to have a lot more issues with their bodies because they've pushed past, mm. like they were never really taught to like understand what's happening in their body. They were taught to push past whatever pain they were feeling in order to reach the end goal, which was winning mm -hmm. or which was, you know, like, following through with a promise that they made to work with the team or whatever winning probably for the most part. But, um, it's just, it's just really, it's just really interesting. And then a lot of these people that I work with or that I have worked with, um, like they're, they always have, not always, they, a lot of them have the same sort of outlook on things. They're like, I wish that I would have known Mm. I wish that I would have known that at 42, I would be this broken because I would not have done that. Mm. It would not have been worth the money for me. It would not have been worth the, the amount of pain that I went through during the time, just because I thought that I was doing something good. And, and that's that, you know, to me as well, there's been times in the past where I knocked on sports and I knocked like, I loved, I love my um, my time playing basketball, I love my time playing baseball and softball and all these different recreational activities where there are times where I got injured. Yeah. And were they the only reason why I got injured? No, like mm -hmm. there, there, there are a whole bunch of other reasons why injuries may even occur or, or de degeneration or aging processes can happen. Like it, it may be in the environment, like you may have, you may have environmental pollutants that that are stuck in your system you you like you may have some sort of dysbiosis in your gut that produces um lipopolysaccharides or different chemicals that could that could change how your joints wear over time like you, you could be drinking water that's 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 i don't know tainted water like who knows who knows like how your body reacts to specific foods that you have an inflammatory response to so, so to say like this thing was the only thing that broke down my body over time it's like it's like, I don't know like, any of that's true. Like, I don't know. Like, well, I just there, know that those stories are there. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. But yeah. I think, I mean, to, to, to break things down into like my, like more simplistic way of thinking is that I feel like a lot of it comes down to just like 
education and connecting with your body and not having like, like that, not being a priority is really where a lot of people get hurt in life is that, that they're, they're not taught to connect with their bodies. Like we're not like, I was never taught how to like really do a proper squat and how to feel when I'm doing it right. And when I'm not doing it right, Mm. you know, I mean, it wasn't until, I mean, and then I, I, I thought I was an athlete for a while Um, and then I started actually learning how to exercise, like truly learning how to exercise. And I was like, I've been doing it wrong Mm. for like, like the first 25 years of my life, I've been doing it wrong. And, and, and I, and I know that that's a very common story And, and it's, and it doesn't just stop at like the general population. That's something that, that a lot, especially if you're like a, an athlete who works in like, uh, like who, who has a very explosive sport like like I don't know that world at all but Mm. I but I do know that a lot of people that I've worked with who have had that experience in life they 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 tend to not really have a connection to like what they should have been feeling before they progress to that explosive state well I think like the first, I think that makes sense. You know, it makes perfect sense. You know, the first six years of my career were primarily in explosive athletics, right? Mm. And, and like being Ooh. a strength coach around that. Yeah. And um, what's really interesting is I, I revert back to this idea where if when you, when like my children, I talk to them a lot about like, okay, um, here is some ideas about recovery and sleep. Here's some ideas about breath. Here's some ideas about physicality and what you feel in your body. And here's how I feel about sport. You know, my, my kids were never pushed through sport. You know, I did, I'm like, do you enjoy it? Do you like it? And, and okay, you don't, you know, have to do this. You know, I'm, I'm where, where I was always like sport, 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 sport when I was growing up. Um, and the idea that sport isn't, doesn't equate to health. It's not exercise. Mm. Like sport itself is not exercise. The the idea that exercise is this getting to know your body, getting to know the challenges, getting to know how you feel, getting to know how you breathe, getting to know how you recover. Because the whole point of an exercise is to me, it's like this idea of for it, for something to be an exercise, whether it's a math exercise or a language exercise Mm. or a physical exercise, it's about practicing something that you are not proficient at in general that's a definition of the exercise otherwise you already know it then it's no longer an exercise because you are now like you're working towards proficiency of something that you're getting better at so like what are you getting better at and yeah you can get better at different types of skills and sports and, and and whatnot but like what is the purpose like the purpose of the math problem is to know algebra right the purpose of the exercise is maybe to be able to use your arms well like to be able to lift this thing or to be able to run faster or be able to climb something okay cool but like those definitions in itself comes back to what do you want to use this for and what are we becoming proficient at Mm-hmm. especially if you're talking about like stress reduction you're, you're talking about better quality of life you're talking about reducing anxiety you're talking about re- like better sleep habits better screen hygiene you know um the list goes on and on with what you can use this for it's not just about exercise it's it 
a physical exercise. It's, it's about whatever challenges you want to put in place and what you want to get better at. It's really well put. It's really well said. Thank you. Yeah. This has been I awesome. This has been really, really awesome. Other than the fact that I'm under this light. I need, I need um, a, like a professional looking light in this, in this place. You, you know got, what you, you need? You got the light, you got the, you got the ring light going on? I got the ring light. Oh, Can you see that, it? that is dope. Yeah, it's, uh, it's changed my life, really. Um. <laughs> I'll tell you, this overhead light has changed my life. So, <laughs> so I turned off my overhead light and I was like, fuck, I need to bring the ring light in here. So, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, th th this is this is like the way I look up, like way I look in the morning. Just like, hey Keith, how you doing? I'm like, well, let's do the overhead light look. This the is forehead look. <laughs> it's, just, it's your wife just sees forehead when she's just sitting forehead. How you doing, morning? forehead? I'm like, oh, well, let's do this to you right there. <laughs> just shine the light a certain way, blind her. Gets gets get, get a new gets a new meaning to stunner. So. <laughs> oh, this has been awesome. I love it. I love this. So thank you for hopping on the call this late. Um, and um, next week, um, what kind of topic do you want to go? You want to go over um, building out exercises? Do you want to go out, um, go over um, pain? Do you want to go over, like, what are you thinking? I mean, I like those two. I'm down to talk about either of those two, honestly. I would actually also like to touch on, it probably doesn't need to be a very long conversation, um, about this certification that I'm working on right now. Because I think it's really interesting. Like I went through the MSS certification and now I'm doing this corrective exercise certification and I'm really working kind of backwards from the way I should have done this. So it's, so I kind of want to talk about it a little bit because I have opinions. See, I think you're doing it the right way. Really? Yeah. Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'd like if, if I had, well, any way to have context is, is, is awesome. So any type of continuing education, when you get subjected to what other people's points of view are to, to see where, uh, where it fits into your, um, I wouldn't say your ideology, like your own methodology uh -huh. is, is really important. So that, that's awesome that you're going through that. Yeah. It's a, it's funny because I, I, um, had purchased this particular certification prior to meeting Brandon and Shannon and Steven. And so I had planned on doing this certification and then got kind of like swept into this, like this world, right? This world that yeah. we're in now. Yeah. And now um, it's been two years now since <laughs> I first met <laughs> Shannon and Brandon and Steven. And this one's going to expire. <laughs> it's about to expire. It's I had to pay last year an extra hundred dollars for it to not expire. And so now I'm about, now I'm like, well, I got to get it now. Like now I've dropped like 8K there, or, eight, look, eight grand, or $800, 8K, like, $800 man. on it. <laughs> Such an expensive I got to get phone business. I got to get into the exercise certification <laughs> business for this 8K thing, man. Dang. $800. <laughs> Million dollars <laughs> with the pinky with, like, with laser beams, <laughs> the lasers. <laughs> um, and so, so it's just been really interesting to take MSS and to be exposed to what Brandon and Stephen have been doing, been exposed to RTS 
and like, and like met all of these people in this realm and then to go back and do the certification that most people who have done the certification maybe started with. Right. Mm. So it's like, I feel like a lot of people, um, like had their, their like personal training cert and had their, um, corrective exercise and like kind of had like dabbled in the corrective exercise world prior to, you know, starting with like RTS or MSS or any of the stuff or MAT or whatever. Oh, yeah. Um, I'll have, a, I'll have a story for you when we talk about that too. Ooh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> you got to wait till next week for that. Girl. Okay. All right. Wait till next week because we're going to talk um, about we're going to talk about your current cert and we're going to bring up a, a couple little tidbits about um, exercise creation, how that how that would um, connect to corrective exercise and exercise in general. I think that's. Perfect. I would love that. That's actually something I'm working on quite a bit right now. So let's let's go. Let's do it. Have an awesome night, Mel, and I'll, and I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.